Welcome to the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon. The Bible's full of these passages, showing us we are expected to forgive horizontally as we have all been forgiven vertically. With Assistant Pastor Chad Campbell. Reconciliation takes two people, and you cannot allow somebody else to make the decision if you are going to receive forgiveness. Join us here each week for the Living Waters Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. So our role is to forgive in order to free ourselves. Forgiven people forgive. People who don't forgive become bitter. And bitter people hurt. Now, let's join Assistant Pastor Chad Campbell for this week's Sunday Sermon. So we're going to talk about forgiveness. We're going to talk about forgiveness, and this is hard. It's very hard for me. <laughs> we're going to talk about forgiveness. And the purpose of this forgiveness is to free us. It's not to free somebody else. It's to free us. Because that's what forgiveness is about. It's about freeing me. So if you don't mind, I'm going to pray one more time, okay? I'm going to take our hearts there. We have to get our hearts to allow God to take us to the place that we don't want to go to. Because we don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to do this again. I've been doing this for a week and a half. I don't want to keep going through this. I don't. But God keeps doing this, and God won't leave me alone. Last night, my nephew had uh, his opening concert, and I'm not into rap, but he did really good. It was pretty cool. So my wife and I are driving down there. I'm like, I don't know. I have this 50-pound weight just sitting in my gut that won't go away. It's not, it's not, in, it's not this thing in my head. It's this thing in my gut. And I don't know what it is. And I don't know if it's something I'm not dealing with, but God keeps taking me through the same thing over and over and over again. So you're going there with me, all right? So we're going to pray again, open our hearts to let God take us to that place that we don't want to go. Amen? All right, Father, we come to you. And Father, we ask for the vulnerability of you. We ask for the vulnerability of the Spirit to show us, to take us, to wherever it is that you want us each to go this morning. I pray, Father God, that those bars don't get put up, that the hearts are wide open, and Father, that you just come in and take us to that place, in Jesus' name. Do you guys know unforgiveness causes health problems? It causes health problems. Depression, yes. Anxiety, yes. High blood pressure, Decreased immune, uh, immune system, diabetes. You can see my hands right now. I'm tired of going through this, guys. <laughs> I am so tired of going through this. I'm not going to care with you. I'm just opening up to you. I, I, I am. And so you see me play with my hands when I'm just tired of doing something. Diabetes and 61% increased risk in some studies of cancer. Just from unforgiveness. Just from that. And you may have read the scriptures, Mark eleven twenty five, and whenever you st- I'm reading from the ESV, um, and whenever you stand praying, forgive, if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive your trespasses. And we think, okay, well, forgive. We all know. Well, if I don't do this right now, I know God's still going to forgive me. So when I'm ready, then I will do it. Amen. Or the parable of the unforgiving servant. You know, the king says, the, the guy, he brings a servant to him, and he says, um, all right, you need to pay your debt. Owes him 10,000 talents. That is 150,000 years of wages. 
150,000 years of wages. And the guy's like, I don't have it. Don't throw me into prison. Don't put my wife, don't do this to my kids. He's like, all right, I'm going to forgive you. I'll forgive you. So then that same servant goes to the person who owed him 100 denarii or 100 days of wages. He says, no, don't throw me in prison. Don't do it. He's like, you're going into prison. Take them all in. And then the king's like, I just forgave you 150,000 years of wages, and you threw this guy into prison for 100 days. Go. Go. The Bible's full of these passages showing us we are expected to forgive horizontally as we have all been forgiven vertically. Amen horizontally as we have been given vertically. That's expected of us. But have you ever wondered why? Why do we have to keep forgiving each other? Is it so that we're, we're still talking, <clears throat> still talk to each other? Why is it important for me to forgive someone else who has hurt me or who I think has hurt me? Why is that so important? I... Uh, I was honored uh, to do this funeral yesterday. And for the, fa- for the last week and a half, um, meeting with loved ones and the family, um, man, you can really see what unforgiveness does to a heart. And what was so impressive to me about this is that there was so much loving support that wanted the best for somebody, but the person just couldn't see past it. They couldn't see past it and paid the ultimate sacrifice for it. And it has been so hard watching this and experiencing this and experiencing and experiencing the loved ones around these people that just don't understand because we don't. We don't understand what the person sitting next to us is going through. We can assume, hey, they look dressed really nice. He's got his act together. But we don't know what they're actually going through. And that is so hard to watch. And so this is that place where we have to allow ourselves to go to this vulnerable place for God to be able to do whatever it is he needs to do in us. It's our decision to raise our white flag. It's our decision to allow him to take it all. It's our choice. So we hold on to these past experiences in our lives or these thoughts that we have in our lives, things just start to build up. We lie to ourselves, right? We lie to ourselves. And if, if, if I tripped over a small little stick, as I keep telling that story more and more, it's going to be a three-foot wall I tripped over. It's not going to be a stick anymore. The more I say it, the more it's going to, I'm going to own that. And I'm going to forget the truth as I continue to exaggerate my story. Just like David and Goliath, we see this nine foot six giant just standing in front of us. 
you know, you got the, the army of the Philistines and you've got the um, army of Israel over here, army of God. And you got this monster giant standing there. Send him over. Send him over. If he beats me, we will all be your servants. Just one guy. Big dude, right? I'm a little guy. I wouldn't want to fight a nine foot six giant. And they were in this big standoff and nobody would step up. Hang with me, guys. I know this is hard. Wouldn't want to stand up. David comes up. Everybody's looking at this big giant. And David looks there. Here is what David focuses on. That dude is huge, but he's uncircumcised. He is not under the covenant of my God. He is not under the protection of my God. I'm going to take him out. I'm going to take him out. Just like we can't see past our hurts, we can't see past the way that somebody treated me, something they took from me, molestation, physical abuse, adultery. We can't, we can't see past it because we don't know how to heal from it. It's not that we don't want to. It's that we don't know how to heal from it. 1 Samuel 17, 36 says, Your servant has struck down both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, for he has defied the armies of the living God. David knew. He knew he was not under that covenant of God. So he shifted his perspective. He shifted his focus. Instead of this giant that's in front of him, he shifted his focus to who his giant is, to who his God is, and that this person is not under that covenant. In 37, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the, land, the hand of this Philistine. And he gave it to God. He gave it to God. And he won. Five foot nothing, little dude, won. Just like we will. If we want to if we're willing to. See, forgiveness is not minimizing what someone has done to us. People want to tell you, oh, you got to let it go. I'm, I'm not sorry, I'm sorry, not like let it go like that. I mean, just like, it's not going to hurt you. It's a small thing. That's a little thing. No, it's not. It's a big thing. They hurt me. That hurt. That hurt. Just because I'm a Christian doesn't mean I'm not going to hurt when somebody hurts me. It hurt. It was a big deal to me, and it's not okay. It's not okay that they did that to me. It's, forgiveness is not necessarily creating reconciliation with someone. It's not necessarily going to that person to make it right, though it would be wonderful if it does. But reconciliation takes two people. And you cannot allow somebody else to make the decision if you are going to receive forgiveness. It's not about them. You can't give them that power. That forgiveness is for you, not for them. I'm not going to wait for you to say you're sorry to me. I release this uncircumcised Goliath to God. And it's not about what's fair. 
We aren't allowed to do what's fair. You guys know that, right? Because if we did, we'd have to pay for all of our own bad decisions and sins. And Jesus did that for us. Jesus is our model. Jesus died for our sins. He forgave those sins. As we are forgiven vertically, we forgive horizontally. Colossians 3.13 says, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. C.S. Lewis said, to be Christian is to forgive the unexcusable as God has done for me. And forgiveness is not impossible. You don't understand my situation. You don't understand what's happened to me. I get it. I hear it. And I'm telling you, it is not impossible. The devil wants you to believe it. Wants you to believe it's impossible. And many of the times, we want to believe it's impossible. We make ourselves believe that it's impossible. And sometimes we don't want to. We say we do, but we really don't because we feel like the forgiveness is for that person because we don't quite understand how to heal. So forgiveness is not to free the person that has hurt us. It's not to forgive the person that we feel has done horrible things to us. Forgiveness is to free you. It is to free you. God doesn't tell us to forget. He tells us to forgive. Because this unforgiveness becomes these demons inside of us. And these demons inside of us start to overtake us. And as these demons get a hold of us, they take us to a deeper, deeper seated place that we cannot seem to escape from because we can't see past them. No matter how much I say it, sometimes I just can't see past those demons. And we think that if I forgive that person, if I, I mean, if I do not forgive that person, then I'm gonna be punishing them. And I use the example, it's like drinking poison. I think if I'm gonna drink poison, that it's gonna hurt the person that's hurt me. No, it hurts me. That unforgiveness is the poison that I'm drinking. Not them. It doesn't affect them. Justice will be served. We will pay for our consequences of what we have done, just as those who have hurt us will pay for the consequences of what they have done. But it's not our role to choose those consequences. It's not our role to be the person to decide how this person is going to be punished. And I like this. And Morgan brought it up to me. (laughs) You're not letting someone off the hook. You're taking the hook out of yourself. Taking the hook out of yourself. So our role is to forgive in order to free ourselves. Forgiving people forgive. People who don't forgive become bitter, and bitter people hurt, and they hurt other people. And it's in the moment. They don't mean to. Many times it's just in the moment. They're not thinking about other things that are going around with them. It takes them to a place that they don't like because of those demons. Hebrews 12, 15. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled or spoiled. So how do we do this? How do we forgive these people that hurt us? Because forgiving someone who's not sorry is very hard. 
I know this person did this to me and they could care less. Yet they put my life into a path that I have demons taking me down and they don't care. How do I forgive that? And the lady, um, I love this story. This is the second time. I'm going to say it again and a third time. <laughs> Back in the Civil War, when um, African Americans were allowed to move back into the uh, white communities. This black lady moves into this community, and this white lady was mad. She didn't want it. So every day she would go and she would throw feces into this woman's yard. Every day she kept throwing feces into her yard. And then this woman who was throwing the feces ended up having a heart attack. And nobody in the community came around. Nobody in the community came over to bring her food or anything. And the lady that she was throwing the feces into the yard, into her yard, came to her house and brought her roses. She's like, Wasn't, weren't you the woman that I was throwing all that feces into your yard? She's like, yes, I was. She said, and you're bringing me roses? Yes, I am. Did you go buy them at the store? She's like, no. Did you go steal them from your neighbor? Nope. These roses are what grew from the feces you kept throwing in my yard. They, have meant, they may have meant it for evil, but God can make it into something good. It frees us. It doesn't free them. Forgiveness frees us. Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Remembering Matthew 8.31, if God is for me, who can be against me? The person that I see is the person who I think is against me. If God is for me, who can be against me? So how do we do this? Because everyone knows this is hard. Forgiveness is hard. First, like I said, gotta look up. Gotta look up. Just like the friends that lowered the paralytic man through the ceiling to Jesus because they couldn't get to him, sometimes that door opens up in the ceiling. Look up first. Forgive that person every day. You may have to do it 10 times a day. You're focusing in on it anyways. Turn it into something positive. Keep forgiving them every day. Pray for the one that's hurt you, and I know it's hard. Pray for their bitterness to be removed. Pray for them to be able to see what is their demons that have built up inside of them, that then they may be able to make positive attitudes and positive things towards other people. Ask your trusted friends and your community to help you. Just have a community right here. If you've got demons, you've got these things in you, you can't get past, you've got 250 people that are willing to come right beside of you and help you through it a godly ear. I'm not talking about a godly voice. I'm talking about a godly ear to hear and to be whatever you need them to be at that time. They're here. We have to make the choice. We have to bless them. Speak well of them. Luke 6, 27, 28. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. Romans 12, 14, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. 
We preach daily, and if needed, use words. Amen? Preach daily. If needed, use words. Reach out to those around you. Pray for that person. Like, but that's not fair. Nothing is fair. Again, Christ died for us, for our sins, for our bad decisions. We can't use the fair term. You're not allowed to. I'm sorry. We just have to suck it up. We're not allowed to use the word. I will take care of it, says the Lord. Romans 12, 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So as our pastor always says, let it go. Much easier said than done. Who will protect me? God will. He wants us to be happy, joyful, peaceful. That's why he says in the Lord's Prayer to forgive. That's what he wants of us. It's what he wants for us. We are made for connections. Everybody said we are made for connections, for relationships. And when we forgive and we get those demons out of us, those relationships just blossom. There's nothing that happens that then takes me back to this horrible experience that makes me act or react in some bad way, in this demon way. I'm dealing with those demons. I'm not allowing them to hold me back. I'm not allowing what that person has done or said. I'm not allowing that to bind me up because I have forgiven to free myself from that. We long to belong. Why is solitary confinement such a, a huge part of discipline? You're put by yourself. We want to belong. Look at all the branding, all the logos. I mean, the first thing I do when we do some kind of event, make a shirt. <laughs> make a shirt. I want another shirt. Brand it. It's branding. It makes a part of belonging to something. It's a memory. It's experience. It's a belonging. We, just, we crave that. So we can't let our unforgiveness be intimidating. We can't let this nine foot six structure in front of us intimidate us from that freedom. Call it what it is. If you need to, call it Goliath. Goliath, you're not going to do this to me anymore. Goliath, I'm not accepting you anymore. Goliath, I am free from you now. You don't get me anymore. I'm looking right there. <laughs> you don't get me. It's time to free ourselves. Let go of the demons and give the forgiveness. And again, we may have to ask, or we may have to give that forgiveness multiple times during the day. Whatever comes to your head, don't, don't stop taking it to the direction of that forgiveness. Don't let it get a hold of you and be like, I'll get to it later. No, stop. I forgive you. I forgive what you've done to me. And you will become stronger and stronger in Christ every single time you do it. And what you're going to start seeing is that feces around you is going to start turning to roses. And you're going to walk with the roses and in that freedom. But it's our choice. It's been given to us. The Word says it, but it's still our choice. Amen.
Thank you for joining us today here at the Living Waters Church in Globe, Arizona. We hope you enjoyed the message. May you have a great week and may everything you do be blessed by God.